Well, thanks for listening to the LCR Media Podcast, where we get to know the pros. I'm your host, LCR Naylor Taliaferro. And on today's episode, live at the Equip Expo 2022, fresh off of Influencer Live 2022, had a great time. Uh, we had Paul Jameson, the Green Industry Podcast, Caleb Allman, the Kid Contractor Podcast. Um, I interviewed Alex Kirby. If you've already listened to that episode, you know that. If not, go ahead and check that out. Alex Kirby with Trifecta Landscaping and um, uh, Caleb interviewed... Um, uh, Andy Mulder, man, I'm having a brain freeze there <laughs> and uh, with Mulder Outdoor. And then Paul interviewed Mitchell Gordy with Mitchell's Lawn Care, which he made a big announcement on that podcast. So you guys can check that out on the Greenish Podcast. So fresh off of that, I wanted to make some more podcasts. I'm here in the Echo Means Business Lounge and I'm joined with Alex with Parachute Design. How are you? Not too bad. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm glad we were able to sync up this morning. I know it's busy, hectic times at times but it seems like a kind of a chill morning at least out here it's probably crazy in in yeah. there but i think by them oh by the equip opening things up more on wednesdays they opened up at 12 i think last year was three so they just keep opening it up more on wednesday which is helping spread people out a little bit more i think which that, that that's a good idea so this way it doesn't seem as much packed in on like thursday it was always the prime day which is today um and then friday you know kind of people are starting to leave early like like we talked before and um so it's good it's been a good time um what, what's been your experience so far at the show you were here yesterday right yeah yeah it's been good it was uh i think having the outdoor area open on uh on wednesdays has really helped out kind of spread people out but it's definitely uh i think thursday's still a busy day it's it's definitely yeah. a lot busier this morning in there than than what it was yesterday but yeah it's uh yeah, it's it's been good. There's uh, some new stuff out there, and you know, yeah. Well, and how many years ha- have you been coming? This isn't your first year, obviously. Right? Uh, this will be my third year. Okay, so so still pretty new. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So 2019 so, was your first year, then, right before yep. the whole COVID craziness. Yeah. So uh, the power shoot, I actually bought that in the beginning of 2020. But uh, you know, this is the oh, place. So that's really very new. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll go down that path, but but go ahead. You said yeah, early so, 2020. Yeah, so uh, 2019, you kind of got to come here to see what's new, <laughs> right. what's going on. Do I going to make design changes? Right. And, you know, just kind of meet everybody. So right. it, uh, it worked out that, you know, that fall I was able to come before my first year, kind of start getting to know some people and kind of yeah. get, get, get into the business. Yeah, get worked into and, yeah. it a little bit. Nice. Well, let's let's go from there then. You uh, so parachute design. What is that, and how how did you get involved? Yeah, so it's uh, just a electric operator control discharge chute. Um, it's OCD, know, right? Yeah, OCDC, yeah. and uh, mine's controlled by an electric motor, and then you have like a toggle switch, foot pedal, depending on what option you, you would want. prefer mm-hmm. to run. And that's pretty much it. Battery powered, so you know you can tap of a foot, uh, tap of your fingers, you know, you can open, close, stop anywhere in between, which is a nice advantage to it over some other ones. But yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty much it Yeah, as, as far as that goes. And it, you know, I got started in this, uh, <laughs> you, you, 2020. You say that as far as that goes, but like, that's probably an OCDC. Yeah. That, that, that is probably one of the most critical 
add-ons to, it is. to a lawn to, to like to any lawn care professional right like unless they've got a mulching kit on their mowers like yep. most of the small ones you know are already already kind of built that way but when you get to the commercial levels the walk behinds the sit down or stand on zero turns they just got a big wide open shoot because you want to blast through that grass but you know you want to cut through thick stuff and but but i mean there's plenty of times where you got to clean up you know the yep. the 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 you don't want to be blowing stuff on the beds and the, the driveways and people and cars. And there's plenty of times where you have to control the discharge and that flap that the mowers have, that, that's not, that's not it all yeah. the time or, or ever. So it, 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 that's a critical piece is, is having, you know, a, a shoot, a side shoot deflector, or like you said, an operated control discharge shoot. shoot. Yep. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and it's, folks. uh, yeah, it's, it's, so you're, you're taking it really like modest, but it's yeah. a huge deal and there's multiple different types out there, but yep. yours is very specific with the motor and I, I use it personally and I really like it. And that's why I wanted to get you on here. So I, you know, I don't, I don't often just talk about or promote things that I don't use, um, because I want to be able to know what I'm saying and, and what I'm talking about. So it's, it's a big deal. And, and I think the power shoot design is, is a really good design. So I didn't want you to un- undersell that. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it is. And uh, I think a lot of people don't understand, you know, the safety aspect of a lot of it. You know, yeah. going going around cars, going around, you know, what's a front door cost, like a screen door, glass oh, door. What's uh, a life cost? No, yeah. no lie, not to deter this, but um, when I f- was first looking into employees, like five years ago, maybe I think it was, I was looking into li- general liability because I you know, full, full disclosure. When I first started my business and I was solo, I didn't have any of that stuff. I didn't even know what any of that, you know, this whole social media thing wasn't even as big of a thing. Like there was geek to freak and some of the early folks, but they weren't really talking about that. They were talking about more of like being an operator and doing the work and customers and stuff, you know, so I didn't know all about that. So, but, but I quickly learned and I got my general liability insurance, got workers comp. Technically you should have that for yourself, even if you're an owner operator in case something happens to you. But most people are like, Oh, I got insurance through my spouse or whatever. And that's fine. But when you have employees, you got to have workers comp. So I say all that to say that when I eventually looked into that, um, one of the companies I looked into told me the story about how critical it is to have workers comp. Like you have no idea until you don't have it and something happens. And he said one of their companies had a lapse and it let their insurance lapse for a month before they renewed it. And they killed one of their employees by accident with a mower, something they ran over like, you know, sometimes in yards, there's those, those wooden stakes that are like property markers or something. They ran it over and it just shot out and impaled their employee. And like, he had to just live with that one, you know, that he had, that, that happened. And two, he probably is paying this person's family for his, for a lifetime. You know what I mean? Like that's tragic on so many levels. And if he had workers comp, at least that could have saved and covered his business and paid for his employee. You know, that's what it's for, for these extremely rare, horrible accidents. But maybe if he had an OCDC, that wouldn't have happened to your point is what I'm trying to say. That's an extreme example, but it happens. I mean, likely you're just busting out windows, which is still problematic. Uh, So yeah, so get, sorry, continue. (laughs) No, no mowing around cars. And obviously you got your extreme cases like that, but um, my neighbor had one and this is actually the gentleman that uh, started the company. And, when I he first moved in, he was mowing his yard, and you know, you think everything's fine. Well, there's actually a chunk of metal that was probably I don't know two inch around in his yard, and it actually it actually shot out into my yard when I was walking to the house. And um, luckily, he had his power chute down, and you know, it only went maybe 
two feet. Yeah. But, you know, that's a big, heavy yeah. chunk of metal. You know, it, yeah. we found it in my yard and, you know, it was it probably close to, a you know, I don't know, a wow. pound. Yeah. So, yeah, that, that easily could have went through, yeah. you know, injured me or uh, damaged you know, something. Damaged windows or whatever. So, yeah, we think we're just cutting grass, but at the end of the day, you don't know what's in that grass sometimes, you know? Yeah, it doesn't matter how close you look or watch. There's always going to be stuff you miss. And um, and then not only that, from an efficiency standpoint, or, or in addition to that, from an efficiency standpoint, like if you leave less of a mess to clean up afterwards, then, you know, you're, you're, you're just making more money. You're, in, you're on and off properties a lot faster. So that's yet another use to close it or have it half open or, you know, you can micromanage that. The, the, another thing that I like about the power shoe design is you can literally micromanage that opening however you want, you know, whatever you want to do, a little open, a little close, you know, whatever, like any, any, sometimes the wind's blowing too much. So I have it like, you know, like almost at like a 45 or something, if that makes sense, you know, yeah. so it's just kind of like just up enough so that it's kind of keeping the stuff. It's still flying out, but it's not coming way back up in my face. The wind, the shoot is still helping it kind of go off to the side, but it's not closed or pointed down. So it's just kind of piling up the thick grass sometimes, you know, there, but so you can really micromanage it to keep things clean and efficient. So that's another aspect of having yeah. a shoot blocker, you know? Yeah. Keeping grass out of mulch beds so you don't have to blow that out because you never blow right. just the grass. Yeah. Out. You're, you're always blowing them in there all, yeah. and yeah um a lot of guys that have never used one um in general and they right. mount one up or they call me and talk to me about it and a lot of times they call me back and say you know i turned my five-day route on to almost a four-day route just because of the time savings from that they're like you know we could add more but we're doing the same amount of work so you know maybe take that day off you can kind of mess around you know weather yeah you kind of get a little bit more leeway on how you can set up your routes and things like that yeah yeah so you were starting to say before i completely interrupted <laughs> and added all this extra stuff what's and so how did you get into this how did you um, buy power shoot design so i you know i just kind of fell into it honestly um i was an auto mechanic before for you know 12 years and the i had a neighbor move in never knew him before and he uh he said so you're a mechanic and i said yeah he said well he said i'm kind of looking to retire are you kind of interested in that type of work and i said yeah and he said well he said come out sometime and check it out and he's like I, i've been looking for you know four or five years and just haven't been able to find the right person that he thinks will be able to kind of continue on because he started this from um you know basically selling like one to two shoots the first year to local guys and around i think 99 or 2000 and has just grown it steadily from there and he doesn't want to sell it to somebody just to run it in the ground he wants to see it continue to grow and you know continue on so yeah took a while to find that and you know the numbers worked out so i said yeah let's do it why not <laughs> nice so, nice and so how has the transition been for you it's been pretty good. Um, the first year, you know, you try not to mess with anything. You just run it how he ran it. And, you know, you don't want to screw up something that's working already. Right. So you broke, don't fix it. Yeah. Uh, you go into the spring. That's obviously the busy time of year. So it, it's hard when I bought it in January to kind of try to implement or change anything anyways. Um, so then the the next year going into that, that's when you start implementing these changes and things like that. So, yeah, it's uh, this last year I kind of streamlined everything, streamlined the ordering process, streamlined everything. So it's all more automated to free up my time because this is, you know, I'm 
I'm the owner. I'm, you know, I do everything. Yeah, so, you're the everything. Yeah. Yep. No employees, no nothing. So anytime you can save a couple hours worth of book work a day by automating something, it's worth the, uh, you know, 50 bucks a month subscription to whatever service I got to, yeah. to run that. So it, uh, it saves a lot of time in the long run. And yeah. And so, so the process, is it like, you know, you, you, get the parts shipped into you and you're also the person putting these things together and then shipping them out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, kind of the so, main thing that you're doing other than communicating with all the customers, new customers, old customers, replacing things, you know, sending out parts for people, things like that. So, yeah. Yeah. You spend the winter time, obviously it's slower, not as many people moan in the winter. You have obviously down South, you're still kind of doing some of that, but, right. um, people got other things on their mind, yeah. you know, snow removal, things like that. And, so that's when you sit down for, you know, two or three months and you basically prep everything for the spring so you don't have to do that. So you set up all your welding and you basically start an assembly line to everything about December. And that's what you do all winter. Yeah. You sit there and weld and make sure you got everything lined up, organize a shop so it's all ready to go come springtime. And yeah, then it's balls to the wall. <laughs> yeah. Uh, come yeah. normally about mid-February is when it starts taking off. Just lots of orders and you just got to start pumping them out. Yep. Toro's brand new battery-powered Revolution Series products are changing the lawn care industry. With all-day runtime from the innovative Hypercell battery system, you can expect to power through your entire day, every day. Head to revolution.toro.com to see how Toro is transforming the game with the latest equipment innovations. Or click the link tree in the episode description to get you there fast. Hey friends, Mr. Producer here, and I've been listening to Naylor emphasize route density on his podcast for over a year now, and I've encouraged him to take all this material and create a masterclass to put all of his knowledge in one place and share it with you. This is going to be a live three-week course. Nothing's pre-recorded. You'll have access to group live streams and one-on-ones with Naylor. Every session ends with action steps that you can implement right away in your business. Plus, you'll get a copy of the session recordings emailed to you. Hey, if you want to learn how to make $1,000 all the way up to $3,000 a day in lawn maintenance through route density, then you need to click the link in the episode description. Trust me, you won't be disappointed. I hope you're soaking up a lot of premium content here on the LCR Media Podcast. Hi, this is Andrew Martinez with the Lone Star Lawn Talk Podcast, fellow green industry show. On the Lone Star Lawn Talk, we talk equipment, business, and family three times a week on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. In our weekly series, we continue hot topic talks and interviews with special guests that own service and product businesses just like you and me. As you traverse through the route of entrepreneurship in the green industry, it's my ultimate vision and goal to help you dodge potholes and keep margin in your businesses. You can find the Lone Star Lawn Talk podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and all major platforms. You can also visit us on our Instagram page. Our show will contribute to your axe-sharpening arsenal for your business and life. Hey, after hanging out here with Naylor on the LCR Media Podcast, stop by and give us a listen. I'm totally excited to have another listener and friend. And as always, a big Lone Star thanks. So what are what are some uh, some of the th- things that you offer? Uh, I know, you know, we're talking about the, 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 the basic overall design, but I know there's some other things, you know, that, that you offer on the website as well, correct? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other biggest one and probably most of the people are going to know is the power lockers. 
Um, you know, it's a, a wheel chalk system. You bolt down to your trailer. It sits in rail so you can remove it. So it, it still keeps your trailer flat when it's not in use. Um, and then that way you could stack multiple mowers or whatever you're hauling um, in a row and still be able to get them off easily. Just mm-hmm. unpin it, pull it off, and that's it. And then uh, that's pretty much it. Um, I used to, I, in the purchase of that company, the guy made a trimmer rack that bolts to your rollover mm-hmm. bars on zero turns. Yeah. But it's kind of... Uh, I don't know. Sales have kind of gone down, so I think that's just yeah. kind of peter kind of out. Peter it, it wasn't yeah. it wasn't a big product as far as sales go, right. anyways. So, right. um, there's there's some more options out there now. So it's yeah, kind of you know I don't think it's something I'll bring back. But yeah, um, yeah, the power lockers I brought back a larger size that he actually went out of just sold out of and never went down the manufacturing path to get it going again. And that's the 400. It's for more of like an ATV. So it, okay. you know, this can range all the way from, I think nine inch would be the smallest wheel size all the way up to 27 to 28, kind of depending on the model mm-hmm. ATV you're using. But so anywhere in between there, I pretty much got it covered um, for the most part. Okay. And that, so now that you have the power chute specifically that design down pat, and like you said, you didn't really want to mess with anything. What, what have you done or tweaked or, 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 or are you thinking of doing to maybe add to that ultimate design, if at all? Um, I've kind of played around the idea of doing something with the motors. Um, this last year, I've ran into some issues, and it's on the manufacturing side. And, uh, you know, I don't know, from what I've talked to with some of the other big-time guys out here, they've been having the same issues with electrical stuff. It's just, you know. They don't make them like they used to. Huh? They're just, <laughs> uh, they're trying to crank out the same amount of stuff so with, slipping, slipping with less cracks. employees yeah. or, you know, tighter timeline, whatever it so might be. So the quality is not as good. Yeah. And uh, so we got some fixes implemented in that to come out, roll out. Uh, should be just about any day I should be receiving those. But, you know, other than that, it's tough because like the motor, if you want to upgrade it, I have to go to a much larger design, so that's going to add more weight. Obviously, it's going to add more cost. So it's kind of what do you want to do? You can get a motor for you know sixty dollars right now, and uh, it, they're kind of phasing them out. But you can go to a local parts store and pick them up too. Mm-hmm. And that's one big advantage to those is you know it's not specific to you know just my design. You know you can get it at parts stores locally. Right. You don't have to order it through me, but. You start going into something more specific for me, you might not be able to get it locally. You might double the cost, and, you know, that's that's tough for somebody, you know, already saying, you know, 60 bucks, it's kind of, right. but um, you start talking to somebody, you know, you got to spend $150 to replace this. Right. Uh, it, it starts to cut back on, you know, do I want to mess with this? Do I want to mess with you know, maybe something that's not quite as easy to use and, you know, save the money on replacement parts down the road. So it's, yeah, it's tough because then you got to carry every time you change something, you know, the prior 20 years of people that have bought this, you still have to keep all those other stuff in stock in order to do that to service their needs. And you can't just say everybody that's bought them for the last 20 years, oh, you have to all buy all new ones now because I changed everything. You can't get parts for the old ones. So right. you, at that point, you're carrying essentially two lines of stuff. And, you know, is it is it going to be worth 
that, but it, you know, it's the same, it's actually the same motor. I've looked at a couple, um, like the Ferris stand on blowers and, um, it's actually the same motor as that. It's just a different connector is all is the only difference between the two. It's, you know, it's used in, um, a lot of ag. So like John Deere's for like the combines are used mm-hmm. a lot. So they're, they're fairly common. Um, you know, I know people have issues with them, but you know, it's one of those things where you're pumping out as many as you are, you're going to have issues. So yeah, I try to explain that and, you know, it's all like maintenance and just, you you know, user, whatever, and whatever it's, it's, it's a wear and tear. There you go. Yeah. Just normal wear and tear that you're going to get from using these things. So yeah. And you know, you get some guys that, you know, bend over the shoots backwards and oh yeah, destroy something. They, you know, it's my fault at that point, but you know, no, it's not. No. Look, what, what one of my guys almost complete. Well, actually he did completely destroy the one that I have. And I just tried to nurse it back to health. I was able to rebend, yep. you know, rebend it back to be functional, but then, but the, the, I think the gears, whatever in the motor is just shot. So like it stopped, like really, like you could see it spinning, but it just wasn't opening yeah. or closing anything. It's like, come on. But I had the other motor, so I was able to swap it out real quick. So aside from the additional expense, if you're, you know, buying extra motors, things like that, it was a super quick and easy process for me to do that. Like I could have almost, if I had it on, like in the trailer with me, I could have just done it on the fly, but I just did it at the end of the day when I came back to storage and just, you know, guys went home and I was like, all right, let me fix this. You know, let me, you know, just, I think one day I bent everything because that was a project in and of itself. And then I was like, and, and then, then it stopped working properly. And that's when I was like, okay, another day I'll have to change the motor out. But that was like super easy to do that versus, some of the other ones I've tried, like I've tried a lot of different shoot blockers. I'm not going to name the names, but you know, well, Toro has their own OCDC or whatever. And it's basically just a massive rubber deflector that they have already with like another rubber flap, like underneath it that lines up perfectly with the shoot opening and it swings open and closed. And I guess you can swing it like, you know, halfway open and all the way open. So you just have two, two, two uh, options there and that's all fine and dandy, but you still have that massive shoot you know, that's deflector that's keeping it all. So, so when you're cutting through thick grass, even when you have the thing wide open, it's still kind of getting all like up in that general area right next to you. It's not shooting it out as far as you want when you get into thick stuff. So I didn't really like that. Plus it was all cable driven, right? And as we all know, the cables stretch and get clogged up and it just gets super annoying. And the other brands that I've tried in the past that also have cables, the exact same annoying thing happens. So that's kind of like the whole cable thing. Then there's ones with the big levers, right? And you just kind of raise and lower it. And then you have this massive thing sticking up in the air. Just one more thing. My deck lever and my parking brake are already getting caught on tree branches and God knows what, throwing my, you know, my mower in, in, in the park or something. Or I've even had, you know, like my mower turned off, you know, cause a branch hit the key just in the right way. I'm like, come on. So the last thing I need is this massive rod sticking up for me to reach out and swap, you know, open and close. I'm like, man. So when I saw the parachute design, I was like, I think this is the best of all the worlds for me. And obviously a lot of people, um, and, and, and I think it's perfect, but yeah, I think any of them are going to get messed up by by operator error you know if people can mess up anything nowadays so and that shouldn't be at the fault of the designer you know what i mean but i think overall the power shoot design is pretty um pretty durable for the stuff that 
has unfortunately happened in my business. So, um, but yeah, I think it's a really good design. And um, uh, it, it, to your point, if it ain't broke, don't fix it, right? Like, just keep on going. And sales are good. People keep buying it. I I just randomly got you a bunch of sales inadvertently by using it. And I mean, not, not even not even the social media thing. Just like having it on and getting my mower serviced. And my local dealer was like, "What is that?" And I was like, "Oh, it's a power shoot. Look." And he was like, "Oh my gosh! Like I got a guy, bunch of guys looking for you know shoot uh, shoot deflectors or." or whatever. And then, so they reached out to you and ordered a whole bunch for somebody. Right. So, so yeah. that's, yeah. So that's, that's cool. Like, like you said earlier off air, it's word of mouth, right? That's, that's always just like with our yeah. business. It's, that's the biggest, biggest marketing, number one marketing. You do a good job or you sell a, offer a good product or service and people will just spread the word for you. So. Yeah, no word of mouth is, um, I personally think the most sustainable marketing you can do, um, that between that and, good customer service uh, you, you can't go wrong with those two things um yeah. people just telling people you know whether it's selling a product mowing lawns um you know treat your customers right if there's a problem just take care of it it's not a big deal do what's right and then uh you know just keep doing what you're doing uh, yeah you know if you have a good product and, and honestly i i've seen bad products do really well because they have good customers. Yeah. Um, That's so that it, whole Apple, you know, mentality. You have like a, dare I say, cult following, you know, you've got a loyal customer base of millions of people that even if you just come out with a subpar product, they're still going to back it and, you know, be like, hey, you know, it's not the greatest, but you know, we just love Apple. You know what I mean? Like yeah. for an example, like, so, cause it's just that word of mouth, that culture, that loyalty. And, you know, hopefully those companies, you know, will which I know Apple does, if there is an issue, which is very rare, they're immediately on top of it, try to fix it. And in our industry, it's similar things like with the Toro company and some of these other big brands, they're, they're responsive to these issues and they try and tweak it up and then listen and make adjustments where they need. And I'm sure you, you, you would do the same thing if needed, if you started getting a lot of feedback about things, something that wasn't working right, or maybe a, or like the motors that aren't, yep. you know, the quality all of a sudden that you hadn't, you wouldn't have any idea until people start using it. You know what I mean? It looks the same, but you don't know until you start getting in there so you know but that's what it's all about is the word of mouth continuing that word of mouth is 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 to like be able to react to those things you know properly so that people are happy with with the response and, and the response time and stuff which you know you've been good at that too so yeah i think that's that's a great note to end on uh was there anything else that you wanted to share that we didn't touch upon um i don't think so um just touching on that you know it's I can't stress enough customer service. It's, yeah. like, you know, in my previous background of automotive, you know, that's the majority of how you win over customers is through your customer service experience. You know, you're taking your car and you get a lot of trust. And especially now you get cars up into the 70, 80, $90,000 range. You know, it takes a lot of trust in, you know, like a shop like that to throw them your keys and say, here you go, take it for the day. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it transfers over into everything, you know, you yeah. just, you just have to, you got to keep up on things just like this motor situation. I know what's going on. You know, I, I, I have parts and route to fix it, but I, I don't have anything now. I'm willing to send you one now. If you have an issue, you know, I'll send you one when it's corrected. And, you know, it, it really does go a long way as far as um, retaining your customers and right. you know, keeping the loyalty there. 
100%. Well said. Well, on that note, Alex, thank you for joining me for this podcast. Glad to get you on and, and share your story and talk about parachute design. I've been thinking about having like an, a, you know, like an in-between uh, IBG episode about it, but I, I'm like, it'd be much better to actually just get you on the podcast and we could talk about it together. Yeah. So, so thank you very much. Uh, thank you to the Toro Company for sponsoring the LCR Media podcast. And until the next episode, guys, this is the Lawn Care Rookie signing off. This has been an LCR Media and Mr. Producer production.